0: This is the Floorball Guru Podcast, episode 84. Welcome back to the Floorball Guru Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about um, the weekend, at least for us anyways. I hope everyone had a good good weekend, and uh, as we kind of move into the Monday, the rest of the week, but um, this weekend in particular was... A really fun one because it was the first time that we as have been able to get back to teaching since March and get back onto the court and get kids involved and actually teach floorball and get kinda of going, um despite kinda of everything that's going on. And since March I think it was March nineteenth or even before that, the week before, something like that. Um was the last time that we've run a program due to COVID. And since March, everything has basically been shut down to some degree. And if it's a youth sport, and especially if it's a sport that's a little more that, you know, they they classify as a high risk, uh, it's definitely been shut down. And you move through the summer and things were still mostly shut down you've seen a couple of things start up colleges are starting up uh some some college sports at least are are practicing uh things like that and in in the area where i live which is in Lacey, washington at the bottom of the puget sound um, next to olympia definitely the vast majority of things have been shut down and into the fall all the schools are are closed and kids are online and it's a really big challenge to try and figure out how are sports going to engage people. Because online just doesn't cut it. It's just There's no way. Uh, kids are, are kind of thing done with it in and, and general. I know parents definitely are too. And so it's going to take a lot to figure out how to come back. Come back safely come back with changes and adaptations to uh, what you do and how you do and all the other all the other stuff especially when you're talking about sports that are inside so one of the things I wanted to do this fall was start programming in some way I I wasn't sure where or when or what it was going to look like and the biggest challenge I ran into was facilities most of the time in my area programs are running through the schools well with the schools shut down That was impossible. And even the ones that may have let you in, it was still pretty limited on what you could do or some of the restrictions were, you know, as soon as they go back to uh, school to some degree, then all outside programs stop. That is not an easy thing to do when you're trying to plan. And so it took a lot of phone calls. It took a lot of trying to figure out, turn over every rock sort of a situation (laughs) To really figure out what what I was going to do. And so, after quite a bit of time, I was able to figure out where I I could go. And it actually was pretty fortuitous because I work at a university. Now, I run my own fitness facility. I have uh, gyms, workout area, all this other stuff. I could run programs out of my area. However, given... The limitations that we have for the space, I felt it was easiest to not have outside groups coming in and maximize my time in my space for uh, for the students that are on campus. However, next door we have our varsity sports uh, gym. It's a beautiful facility. It's a little older, but it's still very very beautiful. Uh, very useful for sure. And they were starting to figure out whether they were going to allow groups in. So I was definitely on the ground floor of, of getting into that and wasn't sure what they were going to do. I I wasn't aware at the time that they were even considering it. Um, And so having to come in and figure out you know, what are the costs to rent it as an outside group? I had to do, you know, my at this time is kind of when I renew my liability insurance for the year. And so trying to figure out, do I take a break and kind of hold off on that? Or do I go ahead and try to run a program and eat that cost or what's going to happen? So it's a lot of different kind of balls up in the air, figuring it out. So was thankful to be able to figure out that I could use the space but bigger part was figuring out what are the restrictions and the restrictions come down to the number of people that you can have in it. You know, everybody wears masks, uh, trying to figure out how to be physically and socially distant uh, while you're there, um, kind of all these other things that had to be kind of thought through. And then also program wise, how are we going to adapt our program to, to meet these new challenges? And so, One of the things I was trying to figure out was, you know, masks are, I wear a mask every day for work and and we definitely require it in the fitness facility. I work out in one. Um, Honestly, for me, working out in a mask is not a a big deal. Now, granted, you got to find the right masks to work out in and then, but um, wearing it for me is not that big of an issue, whether I like it or not, it's there. And so having to. On marketing materials, make sure parents were very, very much aware that that was a requirement because that actually helped people sign up and it hurt people from signing up. Uh, I know a a couple kids and parents that they said they wanted to sign up, but their kid just hates wearing a mask. And so that that was the determining factor that they didn't sign up for. So you're going to you're going to run into that. Um, The other thing was when you're wearing a mask, it's harder to hear you. It's harder to project it all the above. So one of the things that I did, that I did, and I've seen a couple other people that uh, that teach physical education that I follow on Twitter and 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 whatnot, kind of come up with the idea of wearing a wireless microphone with a small speaker, mm-hmm. and the intent is just to project a little bit better, um, kind of project your voice and i wasn't sure how it was going to work out and it actually worked out perfectly not only could i hear the echo kind of going off but I, all the parents said they could hear me clearly all the kids could understand me and that's one of those things that that can be really challenging and so an investment in something that's 30 to 50 bucks uh for that purpose i think is definitely worth it and i highly recommend figuring out some way to 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 do that because it's going to make it easier in the long run The other thing I had kind of foreshadowed um, was I do a lot of commands with whistles or noises of some sort in order to to command and communicate with with kids when we're doing different things. Having a whistle um, with a mask is really tough. I didn't want to take my mask on and off. There was a whole thing with it. So I opted for a handheld Uh, a handheld whistle that was electronic, and I thought that worked really well. I had it around my wrist. It was easy to get to. The challenge then runs is I've got something dangling around my wrist when I'm trying to, you know, teach, or even if I'm kind of playing with the kids as we go. So it's not as easy. So I'm going to try to maybe put it around my neck uh, with a longer um, lanyard or something in the hopes that maybe that helps uh, kind of Uh, With some things, but then again, I'm gonna have something swinging around. So, there's just a couple different things to be more aware of in the process, but it can be done. And so, we had um, just under 20 kids show up over two classes, and we had a minimum or a maximum of 10 kids that we were allowed to have in our classes. Um, And we filled out one of them, we got about 17 in the other, and so, or seven in the other. And so small groups, which is really fun because you get a lot of hands on with kids and, you know, we ran the first event and it was fun. The kids were just excited to be there. Most of them, I'd say about 80% were kids that have gone through my programs before. They were just excited to be there. And then the rest were kids I've never seen before. They've never touched a floorball stick. Um, and that is what I'm after is, is kind of that, that nice mix of, of people. And you know, we had to adapt a couple different things. Um, I did require every person to to bring their own stick. Uh, typically, I provide sticks, but bringing your own stick was a couple different things. One was um, having a stick; less things to clean. If I was having to clean every stick prior to the next one, it just adds another step in the process. Um, but Also, requiring everyone to have their own sticks now is really nice because I can almost give them homework. Hey, when you go home, work on these things. Try this. Try this. And so hopefully the kids are building their skill at home. They have something to do, something to work on, um, knowing that they're going to come back to class the next week. And so it hopefully furthers their development, but also furthers their enjoyment in the sport and wanting to continue to learn and continue to grow. So it's really nice to to be able to have that. Um it does add an additional cost because parents are having to buy a stick. But just about every every sport now sadly I think does that. I, I had my youngest who's now in kindergarten. We did uh T-ball two summers ago. And you know, they had to buy a bat, a helmet and a glove. Um so they're, you know, for some parents they ended up spending like 200 bucks just to for a T-ball class for a preschooler. Um, So parents are willing to spend the money and floorball sticks being at around 35, 40 bucks, uh, for the, you know, the inner sticks is nothing, especially when you compare that to a lot of other sports. So it does lend itself to that idea that this is not only a fun sport, but it's an affordable sport for all, um, so it was really, really a fun weekend coming into, uh, I was honestly like I had jitters cause I was, I was a little nervous cause it had been six months since I've taught and been in front of people. Um, but it was in the end, such a fun experience. And I know the kids are, you know, the parents were raving to me after and even sending messages. And I just had a blast with the kids and, and, and look forward to that every week. So, if you are looking to figure out how to start programs, it's possible, it's doable, and it can be safe. Um, there's some hurdles to get through. Uh, there's some understanding that, that people need to have uh, on kind of how to operate in that world a little bit. But all of it can be done and it can be done safely. So I highly encourage it. And if you do run programs and you, you know, you're looking at doing floorball, please feel free to reach out to me. Happy to have a conversation, happy to share what I'm doing, um, how I'm doing it, kind of all that other stuff. And I try to put that out on social media and through the podcast and blogs and whatever just to help others because the goal for me is, you know, teaching so we can learn and then we can play and play it correctly Uh, because this sport is really fun, especially when played the right way. So, For more information, check out my website, www.floorballguru.com, and keep floorballing.